The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Week five already. Week five, Bear. Can you believe it? We're, we're, we're almost, a, almost a third of the way through now. Actually, we'll be a third of the way through the regular season after this week. Um, we got to do better this week, and it's not a great week. I would, if I could, I would take a bye this week. Well, what, what were you? You didn't have a bad week last week. Did two you? and three. Two, if that's your worst week, that's good. Yeah, that's. I, I was I was four and two, so I had a good week. I I, I left a couple of games out there. So out did there I. That I. I love Baylor I, and uh, yeah, Toledo. Baylor was one of them. Uh, Texas Tech was one of them, mm. but yeah, you could take Texas Tech again this week. Could take Texas Tech. I have that's, a feeling we're going to see him in winners tomorrow night with Van. Oh, you think so? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that fits his mold. Uh, Maybe. Uh, we'll we got Herbie. Uh, I want to ask him about what Penn State thinks they have as an advantage. Um, we also got to ask him about uh, Kelly Bryant. Yep. Uh, transferring out of Clemson. And then we're going to have some little fun. I got, I got a couple questions about you, you two. Who's this? 22 years you guys been uh, working 23. together? 23. 23. Uh, long time. I got some questions for you and I want to see if you know his answers before we let him answer. It. I, 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 ho- I hope I'm in, at least in the ballpark. Uh, we also have a super condo steamer pick. <laughs> Because last week, last week we didn't have one. We had the du- you, we had duplex picks, and we had no steamer, and people were upset. And if there's not a steamer, you, you can't you can't give you can't give anybody what what they want. To all you listeners out there, you smart degenerates, we love I you. love you for asking where it was because it was he didn't have it. So I just didn't I, I didn't want to ruin people and keep people waiting around when we didn't have it. Right. He gave out a couple condo uh, uh, con, uh, duplexes, one in one. Um, but we do have a condo, super condo, steamer pick uh, at the end of this. But um, first, these days you can practically get everything on demand, like our podcast. Listen whenever you want or when it's convenient for you. Did you know you can even get postage on demand? All you need is stamps.com. Stamps.com will even send you a digital scale. You can weigh your letters and packages and print the exact amount of postage Every time. I'll be using stamps.com when I send back some of my winning tickets from preseason future odds when I'm sending them back to the Vegas casinos. Right now, use bets for this special offer. Four-week trial includes postage and a digital scale. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in bets. That's stamps.com. Enter bets. Well, we welcome in Kirk. He'll be on the call, 730, ABC, Saturday night, Happy Valley, Whiteout, all that Big Ten stuff that the Big Ten folks love. Uh, Kirk, is is that the best atmosphere we're going to have so far this season, you think? I, You know, I, I'm not saying this, like, whether it's Big Ten, Pac-12, SEC, I, I, I try to Everything I say, I try to be as fair as I can be. And there's some great atmospheres out there. Yep. It's the best atmosphere year in and year out. This thing started back in 05. Mm. And, um, it, it just, it just has kind of become an annual thing where they picked the one home game last year of Michigan. 
two years ago, Ohio State, this year, Ohio State. And until you've gone there and seen it, you just can't really quite understand it. Now, it helps that Penn State's back to being Penn State, you know, and Mm -hmm. obviously they went away there for a while. But that that, uh, 16 game, to me, against Ohio State got them back to kind of being the, the, the program that we're now accustomed to seeing. And and um, when they're ranked in the top 10 and they bring in an opponent in the top 10, you're not going to find a better, more intimidating, uh, more involved fan base for, for 60 minutes uh, than the whiteout at State College. Yeah, it's it sets itself apart. It's just, it's just got its own flavor that only they can do. When you look on the field, um, I'm watching Penn State last week, and I was just surprised by seeing so many of the McSorley runs. Like I, th- I thought they would just try and you know put it up and and just get out of you know Champagne with a win. And on the flip side, you look at Ohio State secondary, who really looks green to me still. You know, especially against TCU, or there were some mix-ups that looked to me. And I, now I'm not trying to take anything away from TCU, but do you feel Penn State thinks they have a, a pretty a, a good advantage, you know, with their offense against that secondary of Ohio State? Well, you know, I, I think Penn State's offense, because because of the style of offense that they run, and it's incredibly complicated when you throw in Trace McSorley, who's who's like a point guard. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's making a lot of split-second decisions, whether it's run or run to pass or pass to run. A lot of different things can happen based on, <clears throat> excuse me, what the defense – is doing to him and the guy's been around now for three years he's been there and done that and he's very similar to baker mayfield last year i'm not comparing him physically to him but i'm just saying that kind of the straw that mixes the drink that the intangibles having the answer an extension from the offensive staff out onto the field he's he's basically a coordinator out there so when you throw that in and you throw in miles sanders who we knew about last year he just didn't get an opportunity with saquon and the young receivers are starting to emerge. I tell you, it, it's, it's, if you're a Penn State fan, there's a lot to be excited about. Um, and while Ohio State is still somewhat, you said young in the secondary, mm. you know, I, I think their front, even without Nick Bosa, yep. is to me going to be a big factor in this game because they, Tremont Jones mm-hmm. and Chase Young <laughs> and Robert Landers, uh, th- those guys are difference makers on any defensive line. And I think Draymond Jones will be the guy that you'll see used in a variety of ways now with Bosa out. I think you'll see him bounce around from defensive tackle to nose to defensive end. And uh, they're going to have to keep an eye on 86 because he c- he can wreck some things for anybody. But, yeah, it's uh, there's there's a lot to, to be excited about. And, and if Ohio State doesn't get after McSorley – with that defensive line, then then it'll be it'll be a challenge to slow them down. And most people think this will be a high scoring game. I was shocked to see the the total is up over seventy in this one. Uh, wow. another, another thing that most people I think are uh, putting that put in there in uh, in ink is uh, two will win the Heisman, Alabama will win the national championship. But if you if you look at <laughs> if you look at Haskins numbers and and if you look at McSorley right now, Tua is minus one fifty. To win the Heisman Trophy, you can get Haskins at plus five hundred, and Trace McSorley wow. is plus twenty five. Is twenty five to one? Yep. I, I, I would wow. think that. I would think that Haskins right now, even at five to one, and McSorley at twenty five to one, would, would be the winner of this game. Is going to get some major run towards the well, Heisman. Would you think? You know who I picked in August? I, I picked Trace McSorley, 
and I picked Penn State to, to win the Big Ten and, and actually go into the playoff, and it had everything to do with this game, you know, preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's sitting there at 25 to 1, if let's put it this way. If we talk next week and they win this game, yeah. and in order to win this game, huh. he's going to have to play his tail off. And if he plays well in that big a stage – and all of a sudden it's going to be Tua and then they're going to be talking about Trace McSorley. Is that who's the other guy? It'd be Trace McSorley if Penn State wins this game because they're not going to win without him being a big factor in the game. So that's incredible to realize. I didn't know he was at 25 to one. That's, that's something you'd want to, if you're interested in that kind of thing, you, you, you might, you may want to sniff that one out. Because, if you know how to work uh, those numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but Barry, you're right about Dwayne Haskins. I mean, he finally, I think because the OU, Army game didn't necessarily go the way people thought, and Kyler Murray didn't necessarily. I mean, he, he took advantage of the possessions that he had. They just never had the ball. Um, <laughs> but I think it needs to be said that Dwayne Haskins right now, outside of Justin Herbert, is throwing the ball with velocity and accuracy as well as anybody. And now here's the thing. TCU game, it was at Jerry Jones' stadium down in Arlington. Yeah, It was 70% Ohio State fans. Like they've never been tested in this kind of atmosphere until Saturday night. And they might pass with flying colors and we might go, holy cow, Dwayne Haskins is a monster. Or we might go, ooh, that's what happens when you go on the road. One or the other will happen. And if I will tell you this, if they don't pressure him and that crowd's not a factor in affecting that offensive line and he's sitting back there with his feet set, you're not going to stop him from making huge yards in the passing game. So much like what we talked about with McSorley, trying to get him out of rhythm, Penn State with that home field, the whiteout, feeding off of that energy, the, the boys up front from Penn State better find a way to kind of get after Haskins and get him off his point, or he's going to put up crazy numbers. One team that was challenged on the road a couple of weeks ago down at Kyle Field, Clemson. When uh, it got down to, uh, to, to, to to winning time, we, we saw <laughs> Kelly Bryant in the game there for Clemson. The news today, of course, Kelly Bryant will transfer from Clemson. Uh, it, it's just it, it's interesting to me how the narrative going into the year was, oh, there's no way Tua and Jalen Hurts can, can coexist on the same roster. One of those guys will absolutely be gone. But uh, Kelly Bryant and Trevor Lawrence, they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll be okay. They'll be on the roster. So uh, whoever had Kelly Bryant being the guy to transfer, I, I, I think uh, you win a prize. But this is this really affects Clemson, I think. I mean, they you never want to see an injury, but but – God forbid something happens to Trevor Lawrence now. Uh, Clemson, I don't know if they win the ACC if they have to, if they have to go to a backup now. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a big hit. I tell you what's incredible is we sit here you know, four weeks into the season and everybody talks about the redshirt rule and all that. Who would have thought? Because we all knew that Georgia had Justin Fields and of course Jake Fromm and Clemson had Trevor Lawrence coming in, who they said could be as good as Deshaun Watson, if not better. So you knew that that was going to be an interesting situation. And then, of course, Tua and, and Jalen. Who would have ever thought that we'd be here in two of the quarterbacks of the four teams that took their team into the playoff last year <laughs> are not necessarily be, you know, playing poorly. They've just been replaced by players who are playing better. Yeah. And, man, that I mean, you didn't just have a good year last year. 
you got the grand prize. You got all the way to the playoff. And in, and in Jalen's case, back-to-back, I mean, he went to the national championship. He led him to national championship games back-to-back years, his first and second year. And, I, I you know, I'm not saying Tua shouldn't be the guy because I, I said before the season started he should be. So it's not about that. And even with Trevor Lawrence, I mean, there's a lot to like there. This guy, if you look at him, Physically and the way he throws the ball, it's just effortless. I mean, you you get what Dabo and his staff see. But I I I was not a huge Kelly Bryant guy last year. I thought he was a stopgap guy. Mm-hmm. I thought once his Trevor Lawrence comes in, you know, the, I think that for them to go where they need to go, they need a guy who can make the throws. And and the Alabama game last year, it was obvious that they just weren't getting it done there. Then the A and M game happened. And I walked out of that game, and Bear and I were there. We called that game, and I thought, boy, Kelly Bryant has really improved and looks different than he did a year ago, which most guys naturally do. But he's reading coverage. He's standing right in front of that crowd, hostile environment, A&M building momentum and making a comeback. They're ready to try to pull off a major upset. They go back to the bullpen, bring Kelly Bryant out, and he delivers and, and played incredibly well. And I thought maybe, maybe he held on to his job. And here we are two weeks later and Trevor Lawrence after a start against Georgia Tech is, has done enough. And, and then his reaction where instead of saying, you know what? I'm a Clemson Tiger. I don't agree with it, you know, but instead he's out and, you know, he's, he's going to, I guess, redshirt and try to transfer and go play somewhere else. So it's, Frustrating, different, just a different world we live in right now in, in college football, mm. and especially when it comes to that position. It's very, very different. It's crazy too. I was rooting for Bryant too because he went there knowing that he was going to sit behind Watson. And he was one of these few guys that did yeah. put in his time, and that's what just it just makes it sad, man. Because it's 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 becoming an epidemic in the sport, and it's just not fun stuff. Um, quickly as a player this week. Would you, what's what do you think's more annoying, Urban Urban you know focusing on the special teams this week or Nick Saban down in T Town preaching complacency as old Lafayette comes in? Uh, you know I think the latter. I I think that <laughs> if I were an Alabama player, I, I would dread these weeks. I, I'd much rather play. I'd much rather play A and M or LSU or I see. I in August I'd look at the schedule and I'd be like, oh my god, week five, Louisiana. Oh, here's where here's where the outburst comes right here. Oh, we're dead. We are dead. Everyone else on the outside's like, oh, you guys got a week off, and internally they're like, oh my gosh, he's going to take it to a whole different level this week so he he doesn't do well with these these games and <laughs> being up by you know 28 at the end of the first quarter i mean you'll you'll see more hostility from him this week than you will the rest of the year combined yeah i i would i would definitely say uh coach saban who incidentally uh ian and i are going to have on this week on on our podcast which uh should be good to hear what what he's up to uh this week we'll try to get some fun quotes from him perfect um, now, as you know, uh, you, you know, you guys are all big uniform guys, you know, who's got yeah. the nicest threads and all that. You know, we got Ohio State and the Whites going to Happy Valley this week. So I made a list of, Uh-oh. I want you to rank the, the, we're talking road uniforms here. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm going to, I wrote these names down and you rank them. Ohio State Whites, Penn State Whites, Texas Whites, USC, LSU, Auburn, or Bama. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> I mean, you're killing me with that. I mean, you got to remember 
as neutral and fair as I am uh-huh. on the, when I talk about teams yep. and my analysis, you, you take when you go to uniforms, you take me back to being a ten year old. <laughs> exactly. And, and I'm us. a traditionalist, you know. So yep. I, I like I really like the Ohio State uh uni when they go on the road, the mm-hmm. traditional uni. Yep. I love I love the Penn State all white. Mm-hmm. I just I always have. Um going back to like remember Kurt Warner and DJ G, oh, DJ yeah. Dozier and Tony uh, Saka. Perfect. Yeah. I mean it was just Lance, I it looks good. That, that that black cleat looks sweet See, spatted. You know, I, I used to love that look. Yep. I like the USC look, man. Again, so traditional, classic, yep. timeless. Um, now, don't get me wrong. You put Vince Young in the all whites. I mean, you, you could do a lot worse. You could do a lot worse. Than that. That's a that's a pretty uni on the right guy. Yeah. Um, so those those are those are the ones that jump out to me of the ones you mentioned, but. That's a tough question. Uh, about, about the only question that, that would be tougher for you, or actually it wouldn't be tougher, it would be easier. I think the only thing you're more passionate about potentially than unis, or if we start talking like 1981 Cincinnati Reds, Philadelphia oh, yeah. Phillies uh, lineups. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I could name all of those. I could actually do a better job of naming the 80s, national, the entire National League than I could today. Um, oh, then again, no, I've, no. I've kind of... I've kind of punted on baseball since the Reds have decided not to compete for the last three years, four years. It's been brutal. I can't believe we're not bragging about Stanford and their big win from last week. Hey, I man. know you were dialed into that. Oh God, I, I just it. I mean, we we go from thirty-one to seven potentially thirty to, to seven. A re- thirty to seven to a review. <laughs> yeah, thirty to seven to a review to a kind of a bizarre like diamond formation that they fumble. Yep. And only to come back and double down and fumble again with a snap over the head and Alfieri picks it up and goes 90. And it's like, wait a second. We just went from 31-7 to 24-14 and yeah. that Autzen crowd oh. that was like at a whole different level because mm. they finally taste that they're back to the glory years. There's a yep. sign of hope and they are feeling it. What better way than to beat Stanford? All of a sudden, they go silent, like, uh oh. <laughs> and so the field got level. Yep. And got to give David Shaw and Stanford credit. By the way, Oregon is good, especially there with that quarterback. Man, yeah. they are. They're they're really heading in a good direction. I was going to say both of those teams huge games this yeah. week. That's what I said. How do those Oregon two teams Cal. bounce back this week? And now you got oh Stan- Stanford God. two consecutive games on the road against top twenty opponents. Notre Dame is a team, and we, we talked a little bit about this earlier in the week. If you are not a Notre Dame fan, and there are certainly a lot of those people out there, you better be rooting for Stanford this week because there might not be a loss on the Notre Dame schedule. And if they are 12 and 0 at the end of the year, oh, they're, in. Hey, they're in. Yep. And that's yeah. going to be the debate. The they say Alabama, Georgia, or the losers 12 and 1 at great SEC championship game, that loser versus Notre Dame, that's going to be the debate. Well, here- Here's the things you can't control if you're Notre Dame. I mean, they would have played Virginia Tech on the road. Mm-hmm. You can't help that Virginia Tech, with you know, the situation with Josh Jackson. Oh. And, and they, the way they looked, the opening out against Florida State, right away we were all like, can you believe they this Notre Dame goes to Virginia Tech? Like, they look, they look good amazing. Virginia Tech. Like, That's going to be awesome. So that, that, that 
that's that's a good effort on scheduling to have Virginia Tech on the road in Lane Stadium. They had Florida State, which again we had no idea that they'd be like this. They have USC again, who's down, um, which could be maybe their toughest game left because by then JT Daniels have grown up and SC always has great athletes and it's on the road over over in LA. So. Um, but I'm with you, Bear. They get by Stanford, which is not a foregone conclusion, obviously. But if they win that game, they're going to be heavily favored without a conference championship game. And if they're sitting there at 12 and 0, no shot that Notre Dame's not in the playoff. It's going to be 2012 all over again because everybody we're going to have everybody's going to keep coming up with these. Uh, you know, the, I remember the game against Pitt and South Bend. People were co- trying to come up with ways that Notre Dame could lose, and they just kept <laughs> you know tripping but, but, their way to yeah. wins. And then but obviously dude, it came down penal- to USC. Penalties that weren't called. Yep. But guys, this this feels. Now we'll see if Ian Book can do it against Stanford, but. It just feels like a more competent, more complete Notre Dame team than that team that was just finding ways with, yeah. with May, you know what I mean? With yep. the defense and Golson. goal line stands and the ball bouncing their way. It just, this feels different. Now we'll, the in book looked great and they've got a lot of athletes around that quarterback position. That's why it's, it was kind of a bit of head scratcher. Mm-hmm. They're so one dimensional with their hand tied behind their back. And now with Ian Book, we'll see. It's a very different test this week against that 3-4 from Stanford and the athletes that they have and the way they can come after the quarterback. If he, if he beats Stanford and he looks good, then I, I, I'm, Ramp I'm it up. totally, totally buying in <laughs> on Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, before we get you out of here, I wanted to have some fun because I wanted to – I mean, obviously you and Bear have been working together since how long? 90, 96. 96. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I wanted to ask you. Years. I wanted to ask you like some true false, but I'm going to let Bear answer it first to okay. see if he if he gets it. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like, like the, the the match game. Yeah, the exactly. Game. You guys are lovers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kirk's favorite SEC East stadium. Neyland Stadium. Kirk. Um. It's been so long since that that stadium's been hyped. I I would probably say the Swamp. Okay. Oh, okay. That was going to be my next guess. Yeah, I figured. I'm talking about another place that's been so long. Strictly by passion and energy, right? (laughs) Strictly by passion and excitement. There's just there's so many big games over the Spurrier years, yeah, and uh, and the Urban Meyer years that that we that we enjoyed, you know, going down there. So yeah, I would say the Swamp, just just narrowly ahead of of Neyland. Kirk's favorite Friday night restaurant on the road. I'm going to say Smoking Pig. Really? Wow, that's a that's newbie, right. isn't I mean, that, it? Again, that, that's that's that, that's that's up there. But I, I'm going to say five in okay. Tuscaloosa. That, that, okay. that was my yeah. that was my next. Guess. All right. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love going in the, there. The five Chuck's uh, Chuck's uh, is, is yeah, a good seafood. Yeah. That's a good spot too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Kirk's favorite Michigan player ever, not named Desmond Howard. Oh, I, I, if he doesn't get this one, I'll be disappointed. John Colasar. No. <laughs> Anthony Carter. No, he was sweet, though. you got to give AC a lot of credit. Wow, I'm striking out. Yeah, and you guys are going to laugh. I think I know who it is. Who? Harbaugh. Yes, Jim Harbaugh. Okay. Yeah, guaranteed yes. the victory. Well, I didn't. I didn't necessarily like him for that. But as far as just, I loved his style. This yeah, is you got to go no back doubt. now. 
he 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 this is when the referees if you went on the road uh they could they could the quarterback could get under the center in this era and if it was too loud imagine this <laughs> in today's world if it was too loud the the quarterback could kind of look back at the referee and kind of shrug his shoulders like hey man this isn't working my guys can't hear me and the referee would stand in t- hit turn on his uh speaker and say that's your first warning. That's a crowd warning. You gotta, you know, gotta quiet down, gotta quiet down. And then Harbaugh with the eye black, super over the top cocky gets back down <laughs> underneath. The crowd gets even louder. Yeah. And he's like, kind of like starts to do the cadence, looks over his shoulder again, another shrug, like, I'm trying here, man. They're just not working with me. They're not working with me. Comes in again. I remember it was Tom Quinn, referee, and he steps in. Last warning, it'll be a 15 yard penalty. And sure enough, third time, wow. 15 yard penalty. That's insane. He took basically takes the crowd out of the game. This was like mid eighties. That's what you're saying. It's like eighty seven. Yeah, eighty five, eighty six, right around right around there. It's such a strange rule that you could take the home crowd out of the game. Dwayne Haskins may ask for that rule this week. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it all back one game. All right. Um, Well, you've been. I can't say you've been hot, but that was pretty good. Super dog call last week, Herbie. Yeah, I finally, I finally got one. Have you even looked, do you even one. look at yet this week's slate yet to, to get a lean no. or no? No, I haven't looked Wait yet. Till Friday. I haven't looked yet. I get, I get nervous, man. I, I, I just, I'm glad I'm on the board. Bear, I hit a five pointer. Yeah, you got a five pointer. 14, outright. 14 point outright underdog winner. Reese is yeah. probably, Reese probably is not sleeping since then. And you know, I, th- I, I will, think, I think the other one we talked about as well was Eastern Michigan against San Diego State and Eastern Michigan probably should have won the game. Yeah. Outright as well. It's like a 13 point dog. And that that one stayed within what? Did that did that one stay within the thirteen? I didn't see that. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, overtime. Yeah, yeah, overtime. San Diego State kicked yep. the fifty. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Barry, you went two and one on the board. Yeah, we did. We, we 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 did. We finally bounced back, and we'll hopefully. Uh, Are you five hundred? I'm, on I'm the year? five hundred on the year on the board. Now we thir- go thirteen and ten <laughs> in the column, and now now we now we go from here. We it, it's late September, and we really should. This be is back where I turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we have so much fun. You guys with, do. You're uh, the best. With Bear and his picks and, you know, he's become such a, a huge part. He's always been a huge part of yep. game day, but see, 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 fo- see SMU, uh, SMU last week for all, all you need to know about how much we're investing in our picks. Locked in SMU <laughs> Navy, right. worried about like, what, what are they reviewing a formation? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you got to come hang next time you come out for yep. the game, come hang on the bus and watch us throw things at the TV and, I mean, it, we, we should do a segment on us and, and it has everything to do with oh. our pick. I mean, it's, 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 even if you, you didn't necessarily like make an investment, you're just, just your pride is on the yeah, line. You're just we're, rooting, we're, you know, we're, we're just rooting and throwing things <laughs> and yelling and yelling at the refs, reverse psychology. Oh, no, there's no, there's no way down. that, that that's going to get reversed. Yeah, we're like, no, yeah, that, they're, they're, they're reverse there's got to be a penalty on that one, right? Isn't there a flag on screen left there, the top screen there? There's no way he scored, did he? No, no. Yeah. Uh, Oh, he did? Did he, did he just he fumble? Did he just fumble going in? Has the, has the, oh. bear, we'll let you go on this one. Has the bear, uh, has he taken a nap yet in the watching games? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> Last week, we get, on, we get on the bus at about 1230 <laughs> Eastern time, right? When we don't fly to another uh, game. Yeah. And I would say we, we, we get our food bag on. We, we get after it because we've been out, you know, yeah. on the air for three hours and we, Getting the first thing I do is get the AC to about sixty. We get go. the dark lights heat. off. It's dark. 
games. Bears in charge of the games. We get our games up on the screens. We eat, and then I'm sitting there, you know, just watching the games. Next thing I know, front left is out. He is out. <laughs> Heads down. Heads bobbing up and down. And I think he's sneaking some plates of food while you guys are on the air. That's, he knows. <laughs> he can look at the rundown, see his segments he's on. He's like, no, not you know anymore. what? I can get Not anymore. Far right. Far right has his antenna up all the time. Yeah, Always, no doubt. Like, I, I cannot leave myself. He smells it. I what cannot do you got leave myself in a vulnerable position. I, 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 I know he can come to me anytime. Oh yeah. I, it, now that he's an on-air guy, exactly. I, mean, I told him, have your head on a swivel, man. We're coming at you at any second. You better be listening. So awesome. It's, it's been fun. Very good. Well, have a great call. Uh, love to do this again. I really appreciate you coming on with us. I know the people. Yeah, will man. Love it. Anytime. Love talking with you guys. Have, have a great week. Bear, I'll see you in State College. Absolutely. Take care, bud. Indochino, the world's most exciting made-to-measure menswear company. I just ordered some shirts and chinos and can't wait to get those in the mail. This week, my listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $359 at Indochino.com when entering Behind the Bets at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com. Promo code behind the bets for any premium suit for just $359 and free shipping. Incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. Indochino are also expanding into casual clothing. Your made-to-measure chinos will quickly become your go-to pant. Pairing as easily with a suit jacket as they do with a sweater. And they'll be good for any time of the year, for any occasion, from boardroom meetings to Sunday brunches. Indochinos at an introductory price of $79. As I said in the open, Bear, uh, not a great week. I'm, I'm looking at something and, and I'm looking for that one that just sticks yep. out and I, 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 I Think I have, but I don't. No, I don't have it because it doesn't. It didn't stick out to me. It, it, and then you had another theory about your feelings when when this happens to you on a certain week. What I, do you I, think? I, I think it's either you find one or two, and you, that's what you go with, uh-huh. or you just throw a bunch out there. Yeah, I kind of like this. I kind of like that. And you you, you play keep throwing you play, against you play, the wall. You play nine games, and maybe you go. Uh, odds are you you'll go five and four, and you'll win a little bit. So. uh it's either you find something that you really, really like and just send it in on that or spread the wealth, have a bunch of action, which is normally what I don't recommend doing. Okay. But in a week like this where you kind of have some, some, some feels or some numbers that you like, that maybe you're not 100%, odds are you'll probably come out a little bit ahead, I would hope. But I, I haven't decided what way I'm going to go yet, by the way, on that. All right. Well, let's 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 throw some crap right, up right, against right, the right, wall. Right. And... There's no uh, there's no like limit for the column that we have to have, right? Four. He does want us to have yeah. four. Okay. I'll give zero if I don't. <laughs> but I want to do the podcast because I want to throw. I want to throw a bunch we'll, of we'll stuff against bunch, the wall. We'll throw a bunch of stuff out. Uh, Absolutely. I'm going to actually give one out here. I'm going to go Air Force minus six and a half against Nevada, Falcon Field, Colorado Springs, Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern kick. I look at Nevada and I'm not sure who they are as a whole. Well, they were bad defense, I can tell you that. Well, that's what I, and I was going to get to. They've had some weird road trips. They went to Vandy, got whipped 41-10. K- 
came home, barely beat Oregon State, gave up 35 in the process. Then they go out to the glass bowl last week and get <laughs> run by Toledo. So my numbers have them giving up 139 points in their last three games. They sandwiched that Oregon State win in between those road losses. They go back on the road this week to Air Force. They've played Vandy. I mentioned these teams, you know, Toledo's a spread team, Oregon State spread. Now they come and play this option attack with Air Force, who is better than they were uh, last year. Defense is coming around. I think they could slow down Nevada enough. Um, I look back last year, our Air Force went to Nevada, won 45-42. Nevada gave up 550 yards rushing to Air Force. I think Air Force offense is better this year. I think Nevada's defense is worse this year. I'll take the Falcons minus the six and a half. Okay, I think the only thing that I would look into, and I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I'm 99% sure uh, that next uh, week Air, Fo- Air Force has Navy. I, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Why'd you? And, and, and that would be the only thing. You know how yep, teams you're right. like that they factor do. in, but but you're right on the field in terms of matchups. Okay. Uh, I, I think you're right on with Air Force and how that, that's a really bad matchup for uh, Nevada's defense after having to play those passing spread teams. So I, it, yeah, it is I, it, okay. Lock them in a phone booth and, and get after it, Falcons. Let's go. Just something to, to factor in. All right. Go. I, I think my, uh, I think this week my top play would be, at least right now, we, we still have time to go in the week. I, I'm not solely basing it on the way Oregon lost that game last week, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I like, I like Cal at home getting the points against the Ducks. Oh. Uh, our FBI numbers actually have Cal as a favorite in the game. Whoa, small dog. So the the, the numbers say Cal off a buy. Exactly off a buy. A couple of couple of wins that went over BYU as well. Ranked, ranked defense so much improved under Wilcox. Uh, I, I think as well as they get more accustomed to Garbers being the guy at quarterback. I think their offense will be better, but they're they're a top thirty defense, and I know uh, Herbert and that offense looked great last week until yeah. the final uh, few minutes of that game. Mm-hmm. Just seems like a spot where this could be like Cal's statement win. Wow, we actually are going to live up to those expectations. Yeah. We're going to get to a bowl this year. Uh, so while I don't like the spot necessarily for Oregon, I, I think you factor that in. You factor in the way they lost. You, you factor in how good Cal's defense is. I mm-hmm. think it's the most important reason. And uh, and I think Cal plus the two and a half for three at home against Oregon, I think there's a really good chance that the Bears uh, do win the game on the field. I said in the preseason I like Cal to win this game. I, I gave them out as the season win total over. And I thought Oregon was going to come into this game undefeated. I thought Oregon was going to beat Stanford in the preseason. They should have. should have. Um, what's interesting is, you know, know how, knowing how great the Bay Area is, this is a good college football game. Stanford's on the road. You figure it'll be a good crowd in Berkeley for this one. You, <laughs> you know, that ain't happening. As much as I would like to see Cal, uh, give Oregon all they can handle, that, that line stinks. Let's just yep. admit it. You know, like you, you said, FPI numbers, people, everybody watched Oregon. We set a record for a Pac 12 game on ABC. Um, it's, it's a fascinating game because as, as fortunate as Stanford was to win, and I've heard plenty of people say they still think Oregon's the better team, which I, I, listen, I get. Wouldn't argue that. Um, Herbert was unbelievable 
Like he, he, I think he set a record too, a Pac-12 record for completion percentage and regulation. Yeah, he only missed what one pass, and then ninety-eight percent or something. Like in every throw, was just a. Um, he's he is a very, very, very fascinating player at the next level for me. Um, knowing how what we're seeing, the, I believe Mel. Has, they believe Mel has him number yeah, one does. on the board. Um, the, the first couple of weeks with all these rookies already getting their turn. Um, he's as talented as, as any of those guys, I think. So keep your eyes on that. That's a good, good football game in, in Berkeley, uh, Saturday. Next, I got to go to the game you're going to be at. We talked about it with Herbie. It's Penn State. How many times will that play? How many points are going to be in the game? A That's lot. <laughs> why I want to talk about it. It's 71 and a half, Bear. It's Penn State. It's Ohio State. I think, uh, you know, linebackers and Katz and Moyer yep. and, and LeVar Arrington, you know, and all these guys, when you think of defense in Ohio State, Penn State, 71 and a half seems like a lot, man. And is what, what they're, they're top two in the country in scoring, right? Both averaging like 55, 54 points a game. It, and both defenses, both defenses had signs of trouble as well yeah but there's still a lot of talent on each side of the defense and Penn State's defense I have to think is going to play Ohio State's offense better than TCU did now Ohio State was very fortunate to get two non-offensive touchdowns in that game right yep they had the fumble and then uh oh yeah in the the end zone yep uh that should have been a safety um I just think the crowd I I I'm not trying to take anything away from Haskins. We uh we talked about it with Herbie. I give me give me Haskins. Give me that if you can get 500 on him right now. But he still is young, and people want to point out that he went to you know Michigan last year, came in, and you know was great. This is a whole different animal. He is the starter now. Yeah, like he, you know, it's not like spontaneous go away. Like you're totally not. You're not thinking at that point. You're just naturally going, and this is the. You know from the start you're the guy and a lot different. And he's been, to me, he's been as impressive as Tua throwing the ball. He really has. Like, I, I, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I, I, I didn't want to put all my feelings towards him on the Michigan game last year, you know, seeing what the circumstance was. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see what he had. And I mean, their offense, it's, it's not even close to how much better it is with him. I just think there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of things that go on the road. I think in a, in a situation like this, and I know Urban wants to win this game as bad as any as he's had in a regular season the last couple of years. Um, you know, maybe it's maybe Urban pulls it back a little and tries to keep that Penn State offense off the field. I just think Penn State, Ohio State, and I could be totally. I, I know I'm on the wrong side right now. I'll tell you, <laughs> I know it. They're both averaging 55 plus. And it's 71 and a half. I just, there's a lot that goes into a football game. Are we going to get another 38-35 game? That's basically what you need. I I, I mean, last year, that kickoff return yep. turned that right. whole game upside down. That sent it over. Um, you know, I, I just like 34-31, I still win. You know? Yep. Are both teams going to score 40-plus? I don't, I, I, I don't think so. Like I said, I still think there's athleticism. There's that Ohio State defensive line that's that's going to give McSorley you know uh, issues that we talked about with Herbie. So I'm going to go under here. I hate it, but I I, I can't. I, I don't like either side because I'm not sure yet. Right. You know, I still want to watch a, a couple things. You know, as far as Ohio State, I didn't watch them last week 
uh, without Bosa and how that defense line. I know it's Tulane, but I just wanted Doesn't to see matter. how the rotation changes. Right. What rotation you know, matters. You know, that's 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 the stuff that I haven't been able to dive into. But I just see that number, Penn State, Ohio State. I know I'm wrong, but that's it. You hit. You did it on one thing there that's really important. Last two years in this game, uh-huh. it's been a big special team fight. Early fourth quarter, that's completely turned it around in the, in, in the kicking game. So uh-huh. if, it, if it's another close type game, maybe potentially look for another big play in, in special teams that could maybe sweat one way or another. And you also have, I call it the NFL factor. If these teams can, can slow down teams in the red zone and they're making kick field goals, you know, we'll take that shot. Penn State, by the way, 5-0 and against the number three outright wins last five games as a dog. James Franklin's boys getting now it done told me in, that. The, in the underdog role. Well, I didn't want to sway your opinion one way or another. I, I am leaning Penn State if, if if you if I had to pick a side in this. In my pick em pools that I'm going to do, mm-hmm. no doubt I'm taking Penn State in those. Home curious, do, home curious, dog. curious to see if this number hits. What, what do you what do you, what's it three and a half right now? I think all the Ohio State betters are coming in on you, you Friday. Think, you think it'll all be Ohio State money late? Four. Three maybe, or four is maybe, big. Maybe. I mean, four is big. That's their number. If it gets to right? four, I, I think if it gets to four, you might be have to maybe consider Penn State. All right, I agree with you. Very good. My second game, which I guess I like, well, I, I, I this one I actually <laughs> do like as well. I think there's a bit of a drop off after these two, but the, I, I like Fresno State laying the seven and a half. Looked at this uh, at home against Toledo. We, you touched about in Toledo. Uh, earlier, put up a huge number against Nevada last week. Mm-hmm. I really like Fresno State's defense. Uh, they went to Minnesota, held that offense in check, came with a an interception in the ends and away from potentially winning that game and beating the Gophers there. Uh, they blew out UCLA on the road. Uh, Toledo's offense has been good this year. At home, I think now going on the road against what I think is a, a good defense and a really well-coached team, uh, that has offensive talent of their own. Uh, I, I think it's a really bad spot for uh, for Toledo in this game. Last week, I loved the MAC team going on the road, getting points at San Diego State against the Mountain West team. You did probably should have won the game outright. Did in another excruciating loss <laughs> for uh, for Eastern Michigan, but I do like uh, Fresno State here. By the way, we have another big difference in our projection here. And do tell, do tell. Our numbers seven and a half. We have Fresno State by sixteen in this game. Whoa, so, that's a Pretty way to bury the lead that's there. A pretty well, not I'm, building up exactly building up. towards Sorry. the climax. Of Sorry Daniel for cheeking your delivery. Sorry, sir. Just give give a bunch of little things and then come home, bam, and hammer right in home. the mouth. We got we got more than a touchdown worth of value Ted here heads. with this number. So uh, give give me the Ted heads. Give me Fresno State at home minus the seven and a half. Very good. Uh this one is this one. I just looked at it and I said if the numbers in the fifties, I'm taking the over. It's Purdue red hot off their upset win over Nebraska. Uh, so we saw that coming a mile away. That I wins. didn't have the you, chance to pull you, the trigger. You, 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 I'll get you, you, the BC in a little bit here. Um, but yeah, uh, Nebraska's hosting Purdue. They really need a win. Um, I expect as, as good an effort out of Nebraska as you're going to get. Martinez will be back home in, in front of that home crowd. Purdue got things going off. Offense hasn't been yep, the problem correct. with Purdue. Uh, Nebraska's defense. Is a problem. Purdue's defense is a problem, even though I, I think BC gave them that game. Like they, B, I don't think Purdue Purdue's defense was the difference. I thought the lack of execution by BC's offense was the problem last week. I would agree with that. Four picks. Yep. Brown looked terrible. Couldn't get Dylan going. I think that's I think that's all execution. 
Uh, Adazio said they had their best week of practice going into the game. And sometimes it's college football, man. You go on the road to a Power Five team, you lay an egg. It happens. All right, just don't do it too many more times, BC. All right, we're, we're counting on you. But just going back, Nebraska offense can't stand the defense. Purdue never been a Nick Holt fan. I do like the offense. I think Brom has it going. It's fifty-seven and a half. I'll take the overall day. I think I think the winner of this game could score forty. It's a, it's a you would think Nebraska's offense would get going this week at home, and they need after, it, and they it, need it because need, they go to so, Madison next week. Just the confidence you need, they need to feel good. Yeah, uh, about the state of the program after what happened last week. I, I would, I would agree with you there. Take the over. All right, now we're getting down to <laughs> a couple of hold your nose games. We all know my affinity for bad teams, but another game. I'll give you the I'll give you the Danamot early this time. San Jose State getting twelve and a half at home against Hawaii. We actually have Fresno I'm a San Jose State as a favorite in this game. So again, what? you're seeing a we're seeing a fourteen point difference in in projection in this one. So I am totally trusting our power ratings and San San Jose State as a 12-and-a-half-point home dog against Hawaii, who has come to the mainland in a favorite role and struggled at times. Uh, they were a couple weeks ago. Well, they were an underdog at Army, and they played great in that game. And who gave them out? I had Army. You did. Winning side. Winner. That I will was. say, though, those computers are talking to the Bear this week. They, they are. They, they are and talking this, to they, the Bear. They, they are, because this is a week where... I don't see a whole bunch that I really, really love. I see something like this was a game that intrigued me because San Jose State actually played decently at Oregon a couple of weeks back. Yeah. So like I'm like, if they can hold Oregon's offense to to what they did, now they get a week off. Hawaii comes all the way back to the mainland. Mm-hmm. And, and last year they outgained Hawaii out on the that game was a, a four quarter game last year. San Jose State was terrible last year. They were awful. Awful. And as bad as things were. They were in that game midway in the fourth quarter. I think Hawaii wound up winning by like 11. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're giving me a team that I think potentially could be better this year, showed signs at Oregon, who's a really good team, now you're getting 12-and-a-half at home, and our algorithm, our numbers say this game is close to a pick, if not maybe San Jose State minus one, I'll take my chances. San Jose State. I'll give me Give me the Spartans. All right. What? Whoa, what's that? Was that you? And then in a big time steamer condo pick, <laughs> if you can bet your condo on. Man, we, got one. we got one. We got one this week. Mr. Donnan has checked in with the super condo steamer pick, and I am shook because I had the other team circle this week. Mr. Donnan says, take the big blue nation Kentucky and his condo pick. They are minus one at home. I believe they've beaten South Carolina five four, in a, four or five in a four. row. They're going for five in a row. Wow. I had South Carolina circled this week, and I don't know what to do. I, I think you need to. I think I'm going to refrain I, I, from I giving out say, the game. I, I was going to say, I think you were, maybe you don't necessarily play Kentucky if you're in your shoes, Ugh. but I, I, I wouldn't. Uh, All right. It's, you got to respect Man. I just looked at South Carolina as this team. Who got annihilated against Georgia and just learned from their mistakes? Had the bye week at a perfect time, even though the the you know it was because of the hurricane. Went on the road to Vandy, who people thought was you know this team 
gave it to them, and then going to a team that they haven't beaten. Like these guys on this team haven't beaten them since they've been there. But I'm not messing with the with the, with the no, with yeah, the steamer. I, I, would, I wouldn't either. I mean, I think this is the game that Mark, I think Mark Stoops will have Kentucky ready to play. This is an important game for them to kind of show. The Florida one on the road, you win as a big underdog at, you win as a big underdog at home against Mississippi State. Now you're in a toss up type game mm-hmm. where you, this is a big deal for them. They can win this. You look at the way that schedule shakes down and they, and they, they get Georgia at home too, Kentucky. I think that's what first week of November, I think. Actually, yeah, it's late. I, I believe that might be Breeders' Cup weekend. Oh, whoa. Game day? SEC Nation? Mm. Maybe. Maybe Bear takes a week off a of game day. Goes on assignment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on assignment, all right. Yeah, in, you in, will. In, in the bus. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm. Huh. All right. I'm not doing it. I'm going to go. We mentioned Boston College. I'm going to go. I just. I look at the situation against Temple here, okay? BC, got to give it to him. Uh, didn't play well at Purdue last week. And now you look at that Wake Forest win on the road, and you can't think good about that much right. anymore after they just it's got smoked how by bad Notre Dame. Wake Forest defense is whoa, unbelievable. Elko did such a great job there for a while, and they have just been bad on D. And you look at Temple, who went to Maryland, and I think that's one of the better wins this year for the for the American, if not the best. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, that was, they they smoked Maryland. Uh, then they got a win at home against Tulsa. I'm not saying Temple's going to pull the upset here. They're getting 13 and a half points. I could just see Adazio coming in. Dylan already only had 59 yards rushing last week. The quarterback threw, turned the ball over four times. I could see him being stubborn and just wanting to get that ground game going. This could be one of the uglier games of the weekend, but it also could be one of the quickest games of the weekend. We it's like a noon quick. start. I say BC wins twenty to ten, twenty to thirteen. Familiarity with those coaching yeah, staffs as I, well. I, I'll take Temple plus the thirteen and a half. If you get fourteen, obviously you're going to take that. But right now, before I write the column uh, tonight uh, on this podcast, it's thirteen and a half. I'll take the Owls as in, in an underdog role in what shouldn't be a too hostile environment in Chestnut Hill. Okay, can I can I give you another American underdog? Sure. Oh boy! <laughs> he knows what's coming. Oh, he no. knows what's coming. Oh, but I, a- have, after, I have some unbelievable numbers. Go ahead. After the week that the, the we shouldn't say week the start to the season that UConn has had. <laughs> I can't. I mean, how ter- how terrible their defense has been. All the announcements. Well, Wake Forest made a change in the coaching staff. You need to fire your defensive coordinator. I still can't believe they're a seventeen point home underdog to Cincinnati, and I think. Cincinnati had that big game against Ohio last week. A lot of backs and forth came, held on and won the game. Might be a little bit of a, a well, UConn's terrible. Might be a little bit of those one of those letdown type games. And I have no math to back this up at all. This is this is just purely a situational feel for me that that UConn has been so bad that the fact that they're a big underdog voices to fire coaches on the staff. Cincinnati's been great to start the year. Defense has played awesome. Last week you got Ohio U. Like I said, big rivalry in-state game. This might just be one of those games that on the on the on the schedule they kind of take the week off and win by fifteen. 
or something. Never in jeopardy of losing. Uh huh. But you know, we've seen UConn when when they even they when they've been terrible, they played some teams tough there, which, yep. like completely out of the blue with, with no sign whatsoever. So I'm thinking this could be potentially one of those types of games. This is how bad the week is that I'm I'm digging for picks and in, in, in taking UConn against Cincinnati. Uh, guy Kyle Hunter, who I think is a, is an awesome uh, handicapper out there, has had some numbers on UConn in the last couple of weeks that are mind-boggling. Before last week, so through three games, mm-hmm. they had given up 31 plays of 20 yards or more. Is that is that bad? After last week, <laughs> through four games. They've given up 91 plays of 10 yards or more. They're giving up 9-point-something yards per play. That's a first down every play. That's Alabama's offense, by the way. You just, with gave, two, with, out, with you, you just gave out that team. As I said, there was a, there's a big drop. Noon kickoff the, at the rent, right? Let's go. There'll be about 800 Ooh. people there. This, this is a get-in, get-out for, for Cincinnati. Coach Coach Fickle, what's that? What's that stand for? Team on the back of his vest. You see that? T dot e dot no, a dot we'll have m. To find out. Yeah, get uh. Oh, should ask Turby. Should ask him that way. I don't think either of us thought that I'd be talking Cincinnati UConn on this after. That. Correct. You didn't give me the heads up yeah, on that one. But, uh, yeah, what else here? If you're feeling, if you're feeling like you've got a little house money to play with, I go there. Will that game be on the TV in the bus at noon? noon. Well, what else do we got at noon? Let's, it it let's depends. Uh, we we got Louisiana Lafayette, Alabama, I believe. You, uh, Clemson will definitely be on. Yeah, Alabama on, Clemson on, West Virginia T Tech on. That'll 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 probably be on the big screen. Sparty Central Michigan. That won't be on. No. And maybe usually Arkansas A and M. Usually six ten Big Ten Network will find its way on. All right. Upper left usually. How about Indiana Rutgers? That's the Big Ten game. Oh, speaking of Rutgers, feeling pretty good about under four. Speaking of Rutgers, I I had and UConn last night. I had this epiphany. <laughs> I texted our guy Chris Andrews. I told him it would be on the podcast. I asked him. I said, if UConn and Rutgers played this week at Yankee Stadium, what would the line be? So neutral site, UConn Rutgers. What do you think? I just I, I, Rutgers two. You nailed it. <laughs> Unbelievable! Do I, know, do I know my guy, Chris? Here, unbelievable! Why? How the heck you asked him? Nobody knows. Nobody knows and loves bad teams like me. Rutgers That's... minus two. I I started just dying laughing when I woke up and, and saw his response. But <laughs> I also thought myself driving in too. I could have. It could have been whatever, and I would have laughed at the number just because. Oh he's, yeah, have he's no the idea. Best. Yeah, you yeah, have no idea. He is the best. Thank you, Chris. I know you're listening. Yeah, uh, at some point this play, week, yeah, Clemson will definitely be on. Alabama will be on for a little while just to see how many, how Tua goes crazy. So I'll, I'll say West Virginia, Texas Tech, big screen. Okay, Michigan, Clemson will be on one of them. Michigan State will be on another. Alabama will be on for a minute. Maybe Belmont will be on. <laughs> Arkansas A and M, Arkansas A and M, just to see A and M how how they bounce back. That'll that'll be on. Boy, this is a pretty thin noon slate. Yeah. Uh, two Virginia, others I have. Virginia, NC State, kind of a sneaky game. Yeah, that's yeah, that might put you. That'd be a good game to take a nap on. 
Yeah, I was going to say that. Put that on, you fall asleep. Actually, what I'd love to have on early is uh, the little Ryder Cup. Well, Ryder Cup will absolutely be on. You're we'll right. Touch, we'll touch on that. We will. You're wearing your Ryder Cup shirt, by the way. Yes, right? sir. Thank you. Army Buffalo people. is a good game. It is a good Anthony game. Johnson's hurt for Buffalo. We'll see if he plays. That's a big deal. Yeah, it just went down for, two points, I think, too. It was nine and a half, and now it's seven and a half. We're, we're four sevenths of the way there to over six and a half. Sure are. Um, a couple other games I had circled I just wanted to give to the people in case you're out there looking for teams to throw in. The world is on Clemson, it feels like. The the line is up to 25. I know Syracuse beat them last week, last year, and Clemson wants revenge. I still think um, the the Syracuse offense is legit. I think Clemson's going to put up their points and get out of there. They're getting 25. I take I take a shot at in a, with a big dog yep. there. I take I take the Q's. No one's going to bet Syracuse. They're all because of the news about Lawrence. Everyone's going to bet Lawrence. Clemson. Revenge. They'll blow them out after yeah. last year. Um, and the other one I have is USC. Uh, I think they. I know really at Arizona. Yeah. Um. I I just I still look at Arizona up front and SC sh- SC should manhandle them on both sides of the ball up front and SC. How about Minchu for Wazoo? That kid yeah, could be the breakout star of the, of the conference. He doesn't they, throw they, incomplete they, they, passes. They're much better than I thought they would be. Unbelievable. Um, but I don't know if Tate can throw the ball like Minshew. I don't think he can. And I think SC is good enough to make them one-dimensional, and I think that SC offense is starting to get going. Um, Amonra Brown is is a, is a delight. Uh, and JT, he's got a lot of toys to play with, and I still think Stephen Carr is going to bust out. And we we hit on with Kirk of talking Notre Dame. Yeah, that could be a team that when Notre Dame goes there at the end of the year, if there's a lot on the line, uh, SC could look a whole lot different then as they do now. Yep. You got any more? Couple things that I I thought about maybe Wyoming getting the big number Ooh, at home I against Boise. At Boise. Yeah. Um, last two years they've done a really good job defensively. Against Boise. Beat him uh, two years ago? Beat him two years ago when Laramie is a big dog. I think last year lost by 10, 24, yeah. 14 or something like that. So defensively, they've done a really good job. I think this could potentially be a better defense mm-hmm. uh, than what they've had the last couple of years. So Wyoming, scrape a week off since they nearly lost to Wofford, I believe it was at home, mm-hmm. uh, which is amazing. Uh, Boise coming back for the first game since the uh, – yeah, the, the loss at Oklahoma State. I, I, I think, I think this could be a situation where Wyoming maybe plays a good game. It's a lot of points at home. I, I think okay. for, for a defense, um, a couple of the games I was thinking about, maybe Virginia Tech is a dog against Duke. I think a lot of people. I, I just might want to stay away. Too from much that. unknown. There's a lot going on there right now. Both teams don't have their starting quarterbacks. A couple of nuggets. Yeah. That I that you can do with as you wish. Okay. Michigan State failed to cover each of the last five oh, and six of its last seven as a twenty point as a twenty point or more point favorite. I apologize for knocking over your. You didn't knock it over. It's, it's empty. I'm, I'm good. Perfect. You've killed it already. So take Central so, Michigan. Central Michigan. Awful. They, they are all under four and a half wins. Thank you very much. Hopefully that'll. <laughs> there's, there's always action. There's always an angle. There's always always, always something which, which is great. Um, Old Dominion, a dog. I saw Carolina. this line. I uh, think the new quarterback's legit. He is. But. Coming back off of a. How much did they party this week? Exactly. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I can't go either way. All right. Duke 2-8 and eight against the number. 
lost seven of their last ten ACC games in which they've been a favorite. Well, Cutcliffe's been a good dog, bad favorite. 4 0, we need seven. Just saying. Four, four sevenths of the way there. Mm. Kind of like Buffalo. Yeah. We talked about in in the anti uh, condo steamer pick. We hit on this last week with Muschamp. Yep. Five and one when the spread is three and a half either way. This one wins those games against similar type competition. He needs this win, man. Washington State. Four and one against the number with three outright wins. Good Last five games is a home dog. Leach versus Whittingham. Look at Louisville. you, Louisville. I'm just this is like a twenty piece exactly. chicken nugget. We got plenty. Louisville, How many pieces? Louisville four fifteen and one against the number. Oh. Last twenty games. You talk about a terrible team. They're awful. I just look. The line keeps going up. I had Florida Sunday night. It was Florida State four. I'm like, I'm giving What's out up, Florida six and a half State. or seven. Yeah, right? yeah. I can't give that much with that team. But I probably will take. Gave it. out the Oregon number, right? Two and eight against the number. Yeah. Last ten run games. Here, 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 here. If I, if BYU Washington was the game that we were broadcasting this week, I would have my Affleck trivia question all set right now. On the last forty years, uh-huh. there has only been one team to win two games in a season on the road as at least a seventeen point underdog. Who is it? There's been. Say it again. Last 40 years, yep. only one team has won two true road games in a season as an underdog of at least 17 points. BYU won as a 20-something point dog in Madison a couple yep. of weeks ago. They're a 17.5-point dog this week up in Seattle. Uh-huh. So who is, the, who is the only team to win twice as that big of a dog in a season in the last 40 years? I don't. You'll When I say who it is, you'll be like, ah, that's right. Not Stanford. No. Because I was two different. I was thinking about the SC game, but it's two different years. But that team went on to play in a game that Stanford is very familiar in playing in. The Rose Bowl? Correct. Think of an unlikely Rose Bowl team yeah. from, from the last 40 years. You got me. 95 Northwestern. They were a 28-point dog. One in Notre South Dame. And then later in the year, they won as a 17-point dog in Michigan. Wow. There's your point spread Aflac trivia question of the week. Did you hear what Rosillo does with his podcast now, the trivia question? No, I mean, I didn't get it. He calls, he calls it the Chris Fowler trivia question because as soon as he says it, <laughs> he, he just it. answers it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> he didn't even finish the question uh, this week, I and he gave the answer. <laughs> And now everybody's catching on him because everybody started tweeting at Ryan after uh, the other night when yeah. he got the Pop Warner question. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mad though. Yeah, that was kind of easy. I'm, I'm mad because I had one that I wanted to ask, and then it was like, no, don't ask that one. My, the one that I wanted to ask was, who were the four Heisman Trophy runner runners up that came back to win the Heisman the following Whoa. year? And that he wouldn't have gotten. Herschel was the last one. That's right. Herschel did play. And then you, and then you got to go way back. Yeah, I figured. Notre Dame. Like, yeah, Army. Yeah. So, Horseman. He, would, he, would, yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have gotten that. But I, I, I was told, no, nah, don't ask that. So. All right. Um, we're winding down here. We're good on college football picks. I've I have a couple other things. Oh, you got a money line. Uh 
Yeah, let's 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 peruse here real quick. You can tell, see how serious I take. What do you think? I've asked all our people at SEC Network. What do you think is going to happen in Starkville? I think Mississippi State will win the game relatively easily. Okay, if you had to, it, it's. It, I tell you what, those people down there, they change every week. <laughs> they thought Mississippi State was this world beater. Now they went to Kentucky, didn't play well, and now, now they're going to now they're going to lose to Mullen's going to come back and beat yeah, them. Yeah, it's like oh, they're, I they're, think they're, Florida they're, can handle they're them. They're better than Florida. That yeah, one, yeah, I, that, I mean, that was really really bad Tennessee last week. If we give credit Florida for capitalizing, and it was very bad Mississippi State. It was one of those. And if you listen yeah. to Moorhead, he kind of said that one's on me because he kind of threw out the. Uh, Flyer saying, you know, he threw out the game plan. Which is good. Take the pressure off your players. Yep. Uh, uh, how about give me give me liberty. I give say. me liberty or <laughs> give me debt. In six and a half against Coach Bob Davey in the Lobos out Here's a wild one that no give me liberty. One, give me liberty. Here's a wild one that nobody will have. Nobody. Pitt. Whew. I mm. thought they were gonna be good. That was embarrassing. The UCF thing is going to happen. I'm just telling you. Maybe I'll just say maybe this week. Um, okay. Uh, one pick that I do have that I like more than any of my college football picks, I like <laughs> Europe in the Ryder Cup. I'll leave it at that. Uh, every time this happens, we talk about how good we have of a team we have going over there, and we don't win. So I'm going to stay with the plus money. Uh, I think you get it at like plus one twenty. Uh, Europe plus and the Ryder Cup, I think too. Yeah, I mean and we're I, minus one fifty, and U.S. hasn't won in Europe in a long time. Long, long, long time. So I, uh, you got a prop for us, Ryder Cup? Yeah, I do. I do have a few that I like. Let's um, roll through them. Roll through them quickly because we got to get to story time. I, I've seen props out there for the first USA player out of the gate. Uh huh. I see Jordan Spieth at plus five hundred with how well he played late. Kind of got his putter back. Going on, mm-hmm. maybe you get Spieth out there early. You're a guy. Go, no, right. no, nobody on the course. Greens are nice and nice and smooth. Get him out there early. Some confidence. Maybe Jordan Spieth at plus, plus five hundred to be the first USA player out on uh, in a singles match. Next, top European point getter. I think Tommy Fleetwood. He's like Fleet Fleet. He's like plus eight hundred. He could Ooh, find himself. He, he could find himself in. A couple of very favorable, but just based on where he falls within the the hierarchy of the of the European players, he might not be drawn like DJ or or, or Kepka or, or someone someone like that. He might he might fall into a, a lesser type player and, and and rack up a couple of points. So I think I think Fleetwood at plus a seven fifty could be one, and I think maybe a player for the U.S. who might be a little bit under the under the radar, who actually played pretty well uh, once he overcame his injury, was Ricky Fowler. I think he's ten to one to be the top U.S. point getter. Uh, again, he could be another guy who maybe isn't playing Rory and Rose and, and guys like that. He might be able to pick up some points here. So I think I think Ricky at ten to one is a good bet to be the uh, U.S. top point getter. Okay, and then, and I, I see another one, continental European. Which would be Rom, Molinari, Stenson, Sergio, Norin. Don't get Torbjorn. all like, you're getting all geographical on me well, out here. Well, I'm I'm look I'm search I'm scanning. For what pro- is this continental, continental European, which, which excludes Great Britain, England, and Ireland? 
Well, that, the that, Northern that's Island. another one. Top Englishman. Top is a top Englishman. Rory is top great. Northern Lord, Island. Lord, Northern Ireland. Yes, that, that's another one. But but I think in terms top of top Northern Ireland player, Rory. <laughs> no, not Graham McDowell. <laughs> no, did not did not qualify. No, he did but, not. But but I think Alex Noren is seven to one to Good be the player. top top continental European. Rom maybe in this his emotions, but Noren won the event on this course. Mm-hmm. Now his form has been terrible lately. But maybe this is a course that he likes and will bring out the best. Maybe it's seven to one could be worth a, uh, a few shekels that he scores uh, more points than Rob Molinari, Stenson, and Sergio. Okay. And did I have one more? No, mm-hmm. oh, I see something marked. No, we're good. It's Europe. You're, 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 you're a plus one thirty. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that way, if Europe loses, I can be happy that the U.S. I know. Won. People are like super. Shout out to J Mac, our researcher on uh, SVP show. This is his favorite weekend of the year because it's, awesome. it's sports nonstop, and I'm not going to be up early enough to catch as much golf as I want to. But I know he will, and he's like single guy and just all about it this weekend. Exactly, so. couch dogs, That's food, him. TV, he's, he's fantasy football, he, whatever else he's got going on. As well, action at JMac SC. Tweet at him and uh, ask him uh, what he's making for food this week because he's going to be on his couch. And, and ask him who the Raiders will be taking with Ooh, the number one overall pick next year. He's not happy about the start. He already <laughs> called the season over. By the way, oh, I know. I, I think he had what, 213 days in the NFL draft. Is what he tweeted the other day. Uh, we do have to get back to last week. You had options about with a private jet involved, yes. and I told you take the private jet. You said you texted me Saturday morning. Said you went with option two, which was the private jet. Game ends. Story starts. Game ends. So yeah, option. You know, private jet. Yeah, less less sleep, but you know what? I get home earlier. We're good. Steve's right. Steve's right. If I don't if I don't do this, Steve will hate me forever. (laughs) So where where where? Cars are loaded up, ready to go. Yep. So fired up. God, I'm going to have to drive to Portland. It's great. What a game. Get on a plane. Awesome game. Just get on the plane, have a little snack, fall asleep. Be perfect. So we're, we're about to tape us before post game hits. And I get a, uh, a text message from, <laughs> from, from, from Mr. Mr. Brown, yep. who was responsible for handling the, the, man. Pri- the private aviation. And he says, Hey, uh, there's, there's a change of plans. Uh, our aircraft is grounded because it struck a bird on to, on descent into Eugene. They can't fly the plane. And that was like my, every ounce of my soul mm. had been ripped out from my insides after hearing that and knowing that there was a two hour drive to Portland in my, in my future uh. and denied it a Portland airport hotel. Yeah, no red And so now. Yeah, because it made me. So now you're on option now, one. Now I'm on option one, but now I don't have an option one because I didn't have any flights because I changed okay. it. So now, fortunately, Don, who is unbelievable, the best. I, D's like, Darren's like, we have to fly private now. When we can't fly private, we're all flying commercial. Don is working on flights for us, which is awesome. I text Don and I'm like, hey, if you can get me on the same flights that I was yeah. initially, that would be great. So. Drive to Portland, and, and our other guy Wiley. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. Wiley. Wiley's in Charlotte. He's so got to he, get the Charlotte. So literally, he's trying. We, we leave Eugene and around. Is he driving? He's in the car with us. Okay, it's Kirk, Darren, Wiley, myself. Yep, and 
our and and, and our ops guy, yep. Fu, who's awesome, the best, the man, and and like Wiley like tries to book himself on this like eleven twenty <laughs> flight, and like we didn't even leave Eugene until like nine fifteen. Like, dude, you're not making an eleven twenty red eye. It ain't happening. So of course he missed it. Yep. I, I don't know how he wind up getting home. I think a a later red eye through Chicago to Charlotte, <clears throat> but. Yeah, so He's so you, so your boy was banking on getting on that private bird, being home at noon, enjoying a relaxing day in the afternoon. Instead, Minneapolis six twenty five PDX MSP, little bit in literally gate to gate on the plane because yep. had the old like G to C uh, connection, yep, yep, which yep. doesn't work well. Didn't even get to enjoy the great got, Minnesota airport. No, no, no I mean, sky, sorry, no sky club, no sky club, no nothing. Yeah. Gate to gate on there, walked in the door at five. The only silver lining was I did get dinner. All my work done. Good job. And we did go basically straight to dinner, which was which was good. But it it it, it was just a you, you have your hopes up. You're like no TSA pre, no drive to Portland, no connection, no sleeping on airport. Floor. Ugh. Hey, you get a taste of that private jet life, bro. There ain't nothing like it. I did get my medallion upgrades to that at least. There we go. And that made up for it. All right. And you got the miles. And I gave them so. A lot of miles there. It is a lot of miles. So we're a little. 4,500? Yeah, it was, it was right around, right around four, 4,500, somewhere yeah. around there. And we're going to need them. I think we're, we're from the midst of planning vacation 2019. Of course you are. So we'll need. I'm worried about, I'm worried about, see, Delta. What? Uh, they, whoever made the decision, obviously they have some algorithm to figure out how they can how like, we can screw people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you said it, I didn't because they, they know how many people like reach diamond based on like their credit card spending. Yeah. So I like roll everything over to my Delta credit card, get the miles, get it yep. toward status, and not have to worry about it. So one of their executives figured out, you know what? We can really screw people and keep the diamond status down. If we make the threshold for credit card spending $250,000 a year, yeah. who the hell is charging $250,000 a year? <laughs> Not me. I don't, I don't make 200. My household doesn't That's make that much say. money in my, in, in the, I'm going to charge a quarter of a mil. You got to buy a house a year. So now basically I'm going to need to reach the like ticket purchase. Yeah. So it, yeah, but you could do it, that. It's, it's going to be close. You know, we get like the corporate, like deeply discounted yeah, fare. So you don't. But you get, get flights you late enough. Keep waiting later. You don't get later. the MQDs that like you, the talent does. Like, they always um, book their flights yeah. the day before. It, it, it's gonna be close. I think I'm gonna be saved by the Vegas Bowl. Okay. And the fact that we have the college football playoff semis are on the twenty ninth, twenty ninth, not twenty. Think of the Dallas 29th. and Miami. Yes, and then we're gonna fly to the Rose Bowl. To call oh, the Rose Bowl, so I, I think I'm gonna, you. like I'm gonna manage three healthy December flights to to get those MQDs to get get diamond. But are you gonna be able to get the flight from Pasadena back home and then to Santa Clara? No, we, no, no, no. We'll, we'll, go right we'll, we'll, we'll go right to we'll go right, right. to okay. right to San Francisco and, and hang out there for a bit. All right. Um, there, there, there's my there's travel for the week. And where are you this week? Easy. This week's easy. He's got how he, easy. He, he's got the smile. Tell me you're taking a PJ to State College. 
Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Reece He's Dave, back. Reese Davis coming through. Reese Davis. Shout out RD. Helping the man. Uh, all right. That's going to do it. Thanks to Herbie. Thanks to Coach Donnan. Uh, we will be back next week. Bear, take us out here. I'm not as confident this week because it might work out the other way. But the less you bet, the more you lose when you win. Good luck.